0: This podcast is brought to you by Modest Coffee, single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what coffees they're roasting today. Cheers!
1: Welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. Uh, we are three pals. We also work together. And so we're here to tell you what we think about coffee. So I'm Jenny, and I run all the operations at a coffee company. And that's what makes me credible on this podcast.
0: I am Marcus, and I am the lead roaster, green coffee buyer, Good Food Award winning coffee roaster of 2021, and snowblower, Extraordinary. Extraordinary.
2: (laughs) I'm Stephanie, and I have been the employee of the month at Modest Coffee for 33 consecutive months. I'm going to have to update our website on your bio. Oh, every month? Every month.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, maybe you should stop being the employee of the month every month. (gasps) Make my life a little easier. Oh, my God. But then you'll make my life much harder in other places. So, no, please (laughs) continue. So here we are, Sunday morning, once again. Uh, So things that we've got going on. We have a Patreon. We mentioned it last episode. We still have it. We have started adding some bonus content. We have started a new segment, a little mini episode that is a Patreon exclusive. It's called Love It or Leave It. And so if you head over to Patreon, you can see, do we love it or leave it? Also really exciting, we got merch. Merch, Woo! merch, merch! We've got some really cool stuff. You can be decked out, <laughs> literally head to toe, in aqua green. No bad reviews outfits. Oh my
0: god, these are like the dopest outfits I've seen.
1: Oh yeah, I cannot wait to bright order. Bright
0: green, they're so awesome.
1: We just set this up yesterday and have not had a chance to order anything yet. Um, but I am super excited. There's some like cute leggings, jogging pants, sweatshirts, t-shirts, bucket hats, a backpack. Ooh, a backpack. There's a backpack. um, And some other, oh, fanny pack. I'm definitely getting a fanny pack. Yeah, for sure. The fanny pack looks really cool. It's really fun. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, head on over to our website. There's a little store tab that you can go ahead and click on. That'll take you to our merch. Welcome to Doing Business with Marcus and I, Stuff. You're not the boss
2: of me anymore.
0: Not on Sundays.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's
1: true. <laughs> oh, our giveaway! Um, you may have heard in a previous episode or on social media that we are doing an ongoing giveaway on your podcasting app. When you subscribe, just send us a screenshot either through a post or send us a direct message or an email at No Bad Reviews Pod. That's our social Keep handle. Keep those
0: subscriptions coming!
1: Yeah, we've had a, a lot of people sending us screenshots, which is awesome. I'm so happy. Like. I just want to say, first of all, thank you to everybody who's listening and for your support. You guys are really awesome. Weekly, we're just going to keep adding people to the bucket and choosing a new name. And this week's winner is Sarah. So I will be contacting you, Sarah, to get your info, um, to send you a bag of coffee. So if you want to be a winner of our sponsor, Modest Coffee, hit... a bag of their coffee, then go ahead and send us a screenshot. Um, so I think that's all the time to make the business that I have.
0: I like um, that. Oh, time to make the time business. Time to make the business. <laughs> that's got a good ring to it.
1: Yeah, so it's Just time to make float. the business. So I guess we also have a time to make the clarification. Time to make the
2: clarifications Again, but is it really a full clarification stuff? It's nothing major this week. Yeah. It's, I didn't do anything wrong. It's more of a follow Time to make the follow-ups. Okay. Um, in the Jim Beam episode... Marcus asked if it was Suntory or if it was the Jim Beam company who s- who signed over rights to make the coffee. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to clarify because I knew you'd you be interested out? to know yeah. that. In 2014, Suntory purchased Jim Beam. In 2017, they licensed the coffee. So that was a Suntory decision, mm-hmm. not a Jim Beam decision. It should really be Suntory's signature on the coffee bag, but
1: in like Japanese characters.
0: Oh, that would be so beautiful. <laughs> that would be really cool. I know, cool. wouldn't that be
1: so cool? Like, Or what if they wrote Jim Beam in Katakana on the front of the bag?
0: Yeah.
2: I feel like Jacob Beam is rolling over in his grave. I have one more follow-up that I'm excited to share. Uh, from our copper cow episode, oh, awesome! We had asked if there was a nationally distributed, well-known brand of robusta coffee. Mm-hmm. You thought maybe robusta, like or Cafe I'm Bustelo. sorry, Bustello. Yeah, um, but we were corrected on social media. Eric corrected Marcus on Bustello.
1: Yes, but I also said de- Deathwish.
2: Is oh, that what you're going to say? I was not going to say <gasps> Deathwish. Oh, okay, then go ahead. Um, there is a another robusta. There is a robusta arabica blend oh. that is nationally distributed that we have Ooh. all heard of. We've all heard of <gasps> this oh. brand, I'm and not- it is overwhelmingly the number one coffee in the Vietnamese American community, no and it has been for 45 years. <gasps> Ooh, we're about Folgers? to learn. It is not Folgers. Okay, I'm a- <laughs> All right, it is on the table in front of you right now. Cafe du Monde? Yeah. No way! Wow. That's today's coffee! <laughs> it's today's coffee. It is a robusta blend. Wow. What, yeah. what a segue. So anxious to tell you oh guys. Oh my gosh.
0: This.
2: <laughs> it's one of the first things you learn when you start looking at Cafe du Monde. Like, it is huge. It is like really a part of Vietnamese American culture. Wow.
1: Okay, so we can introduce our coffee today. We're doing Cafe du Monde because uh, Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, the beginning of all of the celebrations. And Café du Monde is a classic New Orleans brand. Yes. And I don't know if they started out as a coffee brand. I know that they're well known for their beignets, which we're going to do a Patreon bonus episode on later today, which we'll release onto Patreon. Mm. um, where We're going to make our own Café du Monde beignets. So check us out on Patreon if you're interested in hearing what we think about this mix. My stomach is And we'll give a shout out to
0: my sister for providing the Café du Monde beignet mix and the Café du Monde coffee that we're about to drink.
1: Marcus's sister is so thoughtful. I've been in a pandemic for two years, so I don't know how to socially interact with people. So we show up at her (laughs) house with nothing in our hands. But instead, she, we show up at her house. She's like, I got you guys stuff. And she got the girls stuff. She's very thoughtful. And she hands us this bag. And it was Café du Monde galore.
2: Thank you so much, Francesca. There's a lot of history with this company. And a lot of it is um really hard to find. Um, there's a, there's so much that I wish I knew that I don't know about this company. Mm. I don't know why the secrecy. I think we should plan a trip to New Orleans. We'll go to the library. We'll look at the microfiche. Yeah. <laughs> all of the newspaper articles from the 1800s and we'll get to the bottom of some of the questions that I'm probably not going to be able to answer today. There's a lot that I don't know. So it's, it's shrouded
0: take, in mystery. An
2: RV shrouded trip to become real journalists. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's
0: right. Why why is that in New Orleans, it seems like there's a huge amount of secrecy and mystery in that town.
1: The whole place is just magical.
0: It does have a great vibe.
1: Love
2: New Orleans. And yeah. It's Cafe one of my Monde favorite places.
0: Is We've all been there, mm-hmm. right? Best
2: beignets. I want to talk about what's inside the can really quickly first. Mm-hmm. Um, it is part Robusta, part Arabica. I do not know the country of origin on the coffee. Um well, I do know where the chicory comes from. It's okay. imported from France. It's oh, imported from interesting. La Rue, France. And chicory is kind of a weird, interesting plant. It does grow here. So I don't know why it's imported. It kind of grows like a weed. Mm-hmm. It's related to things like endive and radicchio and frise. Huh.
1: Interesting. Those are all kind of bitter.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's The leaves of chicory are edible and it's used a little bit in italian cooking Hmm. um you'll see it growing on the roadside here around here it's called blue cornflower or wild bachelor button oh and when you're driving in the country in the summer there's a couple weeks where the side of the road is completely blue it's like a bluish purple wildflower yeah and that's it i feel it's everywhere yeah i think i've seen this before that's crazy yeah people grow it for farm animals to eat horses like it um but we don't grow it really for food in this country, which is strange. I don't know why we have to import it from France, but we do. Interesting.
1: Well, you know that French culture is pretty strong in New Orleans, so that makes sense.
2: Yes. Um,
0: so I wonder how it got into the coffee.
2: So that was because of the Civil War. Um, The Civil War ran from 1861 to 1865, and during that time, the Union Navy had blockades around the port of New Orleans. It was really hard to get coffee in. So this is interesting because chicory is also an import, right? So they must have been growing chicory for themselves when they added it to to the coffee during the Civil War because otherwise it just doesn't make sense.
1: Right. So they couldn't get the coffee imports, so they were mixing chicory root with the little bit of coffee that they had?
2: Yes. Okay. The chicory, we should say it's the root that's used in the coffee. I don't think yeah. I mentioned that. It's um, it's roasted and then ground and added oh. to the coffee. So it's still roasted. That's interesting. It is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... They used a lot of things to try to stretch out their coffee in New Orleans. Um, The French did bring coffee to New Orleans when they were colonizing there. And the French also brought chicory. That's a French tradition to add chicory to coffee. And in France, there's a brand of coffee and chicory that's 60% chicory Hmm. and 40% coffee that's popular. Um, That's really interesting. That sounds
1: like here we were like oh well what are we going to use but Mm -hmm. in france it's like what they use this yeah Yeah. Yeah. they've been
2: using it since 1800 yeah i also
1: like france brought it to vietnam we learned in our copper cow episode so france is kind of spreading coffee around the world it sounds like
2: i there's a silver lining to colonialism i guess
1: guess. and it is coffee (laughs) so they're drinking chicory in the civil war and then they just kept going with it yeah they just kept adding it are there other chicory coffee
2: brands that you know of there like... are other chicory coffee brands but they all seem to be out of new orleans okay mm-hmm. so probably it's a...
0: following like the footsteps of cafe du monde right they're like oh that's popular mm-hmm. let's add chicory too mm-hmm. yeah
2: I mean, Café Monde wasn't the only coffee company during the Civil War, so other coffee mm. companies were also adding chicory. Mm. Can I tell you what else people were adding to their coffee uh, to try to stretch it in gosh. addition to chicory? I don't yeah. know
1: if I want to hear.
2: Grasshoppers. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I would almost prefer grasshoppers. Oh, no. Acorns? Beets? Ugh, uh, gross. Imagine, like, roasting beets and grinding them up and putting them in your...
1: I don't love beets... Ever so, uh, that sounds super I
2: disgusting. love beets, but that still sounds I feel like I don't know.
0: I didn't realize how, how bad the Civil War was. I
2: mean, yeah, imagine that, like, how desperate you are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
0: I mean, just grind up some beets.
2: I mean, yeah, and occasionally parsnips as well.
0: Ugh. I feel like a good parsnip, yeah. It's, it I mean, like it's, like it's got, got me. that
2: bittery flavor. Marshmallows, mm-hmm. okay,
0: it smells like marshmallows. To All me. right, yeah.
2: Um, I think chicory sounds really great. After hearing By about comparison? The
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: you know what else you can do? Lavender would be preferred or lavender tea. Well, now
0: we know. Yeah. That now we know. Out, right? They missed the boat on that one. Café du Monde today, had they known how good it was, mm-hmm. could have been Café du Lavender. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you know what Café du Monde means? No. I do. Okay. Uh, Monde.
1: Uh, du Monde. So it's coffee of... The world.
2: I was going to say Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, the Cafe du Monde location in the French market in New Orleans is the original location. They still really don't serve anything except coffee and beignets. Did
1: they start as a coffee company or like as a coffee or as a beignet?
2: Okay, they started with just coffee. The beignets came later. Okay. Um, it was started in 1862, wow. so during the Civil War. Insane. By a man named Fred Coniger. Hmm. All right. Uh, he, Can you say that
0: with a French accent?
2: No. Fred, <laughs> Fred Coniger.
0: Oh. Uh, I would say Coniger.
2: Coniger. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm so glad we have a French speaker. Or no.
0: <laughs> Actually, Conige, It would probably be Cognier. Conier. I don't think they, they do the Ige. I don't think that's a French noise.
2: Fred Cognier. If you're French, please right. write us in and let us know. <laughs> if you're French. If you know anything about Fred Cognier, please
0: <laughs> I fill us like in. That.
2: It is so hard to find any information about this guy at all. The
1: starter of this major staple yes. institution
2: of yes. New Orleans. No history. Weird. Very, very little. I know almost nothing about him. Hmm,
1: I wonder what that means. Hmm. What are they hiding? I don't know. What are you hiding, Café du mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> When he started, it was just a little coffee stall. It was not a big cafe. Um, it was probably just a counter with a few... Bar stools and only serving coffee, and there were other coffee stalls in the French market at that time. It wasn't just him. Um, over time, he expanded, and the beignet was added. Chicory coffee comes from France and from the Creole people living in New Orleans. The beignet was brought by the Cajun people who came down from Nova Scotia, who were also French. So chicory coffee and beignet are both French. Mm-hmm. And they're both in New Orleans, but they came together sort of later, which is interesting. It's, so yeah. now
0: I'm curious. It's like, it's like a married two different cultures in Louisiana.
1: Well, yeah. now I'm going to be ignorant because I, did, I don't know what the difference between Cajun and Creole is. Let me tell you. I didn't you. know that there was a
2: difference you know they're kind of interchangeable today. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, Creole people were anyone who was descended from colonial Louisiana. Okay, So if you were African, or Spanish, or French, or Native American, if your family was living in New Orleans during colonial times, then you're Creole. Like before oh, it was part
0: of United States. Right. Okay. Right.
2: Oh. oh, I see. Okay. So that's really what makes you Creole. So you could be from a lot of different places yeah. and still be Creole. And then the Cajun people were also French, but they lived in Nova Scotia and Maine and Prince Edward Island, all up there. And at some point they came down to New Orleans. And I actually don't know when that happened hmm.
0: oh.
2: or why. But they came and so they, they brought beignets. Like
0: french Canadian
2: uh, yes mm. yes better weather mm, maybe they
1: came down for the winter and we're like fuck that i'm not going back to canada
0: we have a bunch of french people living in the south let's go visit them
1: could you imagine <laughs> like nova scotia in 1860 right? winters right. yeah fuck that right i'm definitely
2: going to go make a new no, life are, in new orleans we are
0: staying here <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, so our friend Fred Coniger, Uh he expanded, he brought in the beignets, he was serving café au lait. Fred sold the business in 1942.
1: Oh, so he had a long time. Yeah, can you do the math on that? Yeah, like 60 years? No, 80 years. 80 years. Did he start this when he was two?
2: I don't know how old he was when he started it or when he left it. I couldn't find any information about business partners or a son that took over or anything to the best of my knowledge, this guy ran this company for 80 years. Holy shit. There's, I have a photo of him with the new owner in 1942, and it does look like he could be 115 years old. Oh, my wow. fucking God.
1: This just goes to show coffee and beignets will not kill you.
0: <laughs> Maybe he was a vampire.
1: Yeah, I mean oh, another vampire. Another vampire interview sure with the vampire that did take place. Going back to Anne Rice, and we went by her house when we were in New Orleans. <laughs> so did right. I. I mean, it's all coming together now. He was listed.
0: Maybe he was st- <laughs> <laughs> Café du
2: Monde was founded by Lestat in 1862. <laughs> he sold the company in 1942 to Hubert Fernandez. Hubert Fernandez was an immigrant from Honduras. Oh, okay. And he and his family owned a wine cellar right across the street from Café du Monde. Mm. And he heard that Fred was putting it on the market, and he ran across the street and bought it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'll take it. <laughs> That's awesome. He didn't change anything. He didn't want to change anything. Good. He saw how successful it was, and literally nothing changed. In 1988, they bought an ice machine, and they could have iced coffee. Uh, that's when or it all soda. went downhill. But that was it. That's like literally in all this time, that they the only, only change <laughs> made. in 150 year history,
0: and it was documented enough for you to find it. It was that was that a blip on the on the little like timeline. Bought an ice machine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was, actually. I think that was from their website.
2: <laughs> when he passed away, his two daughters and his sister took over the company. And currently, their husbands are uh, the main people running the company. So I guess you have to marry into this family in order to be a part of the business. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Maybe we um, should
0: establish that for our legacy. Mm, no. Okay. <laughs>
2: so let's i would like to talk about how cafe du Monde became the official coffee of vietnamese americans because yeah. that's part of what helped the brand grow 1975 okay. is when the american war in vietnam ended and we saw a lot of vietnamese refugees coming to the u.s there was there were hardly any vietnamese people living in the u.s prior to the mid-70s oh and then there was huh. a a boom, because they were fleeing communism in Vietnam. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of the Vietnamese people leaving were Catholic, Hmm. because communists are not real into Catholicism. So New Orleans has a large Catholic community, and one of the ways that Vietnamese refugees came to the U.S. was with the help of Catholic charities. Um, Around a 1,000 Vietnamese refugees came to New Orleans this way with the help of Catholic charities. New Orleans seemed like a good place for Vietnamese immigrants because the weather Mm. was similar to Vietnam, Mm. and the French influence was certainly familiar, at least. Yeah. Thank you, colonialism, again. Yeah. And there was also a huge fishing industry on the Gulf Coast. Oh, yeah, There was a lot of fishing in Vietnam, too. That's Mm -hmm. a popular occupation. so. So there's
0: work. There's favorable climate, and yeah.
2: Like a little yeah, bit of culture. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say they freaked out when they tasted Café du Monde coffee, because they really saw American coffee as very bland. They mm-hmm. weren't used to Arabica. They were used to Robusta, and so they tasted the Café du Monde coffee And it was like the one thing that tasted like home. Oh, this is really heartwarming. Yeah,
1: this is really. I mean, if you think about, you've just been through a fucking horrible war, right? I mean, napalm and everything, ridiculously horrible, and then you are transported to this country and you're facing discrimination. You're kind of looking for anything to kind of connect you to your past culture. Right. And here they found
2: it. no Vietnamese culture here at all when they came because they were really the first Vietnamese people coming here. So Mm -hmm. they really had to build it from scratch. Yeah.
1: Wow, that was so hard.
2: There were, of course, historically racial issues in New Orleans, and the Vietnamese kind of had to deal with not being very much liked by anybody there. They ended up buying this coffee... In bulk and shipping it all over the United States to their Vietnamese wow. friends and family who Aww. couldn't find Aww, robusta coffee nice. anywhere. I know.
0: This, this is, is so cute.
2: I know this is really, really heartwarming. Yeah, it's nice that they I found, mean, this. and they're so excited
1: that they're basically building up Cafe Du Monde's export business.
2: Cafe Du Monde saw what was going on. The higher ups in management understood what was happening, and immediately started marketing their coffee directly to Asian grocery stores. Smart from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. 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 So it is still in Asian grocery stores all over the country. Huh. And yeah, for 45 years now, it's been the number one brand. That's crazy. Among Vietnamese Americans. We just
1: did like an international tour of Chicago and stopped at a Vietnamese store, but I didn't pay attention to their coffee.
0: It, that's actually funny because I remember being there and remember seeing Café Du Monde. You and did? Being like, yeah. And how? I was like, I wonder how that got in here. No, no. That's cool.
2: Uh, They opened a bunch of Japanese franchises. What? In the 90s. This is so random. Yeah. like
1: Literally the most random, a Honduran family that's running a French business (laughs) opens a Japanese franchise. Okay. All right. I'm
2: following. Uh, Some Mm -hmm. Japanese people were visiting New Orleans and um, got excited about the coffee and...
1: Oh, I see. So they didn't open up a new franchise.
0: They're like recreating the experience in Japan. <laughs> in Japan, okay, yes,
1: okay. Yes. I, I see. So it's Cafe Du Monde franchises in Japan. Mm-hmm. Okay, still, still. I, you know what? I go. I stand by my original assessment. This is crazy <laughs> <laughs> and unexpected.
2: They had thirty-two at the height of the. Um, what? Yeah, thirty-two locations in Japan. Uh, they ended up closing them all down by 2018. They huh. were they didn't renew their license. Interesting. And
0: I wonder though, you know, because I think part of the attraction to Cafe du Monde is like you're there, you're right on the water, right. you're sitting outside, you're breeze. It's, yeah, exactly. You're surrounded
1: like, by New Orleans I feel architecture. Like that's
0: part of the experience. So unless you, unless in Japan they were like opening them on coastal cities, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, you that can location really, recreate it.
2: really is something special. There are other Cafe du Monde locations in the New Orleans area. There are nine. Hmm. There's like one at the airport. There's Mm -hmm. a couple in Mm -hmm. shopping malls.
1: That's kind of like a tourist cash grab, I feel like. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. Um, So the original Café du Monde in the French market, as we said, is still just selling those same items. Nothing extra. All you can get is beignets to eat. They're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm. They close on Christmas and they close for hurricanes. That's it. It's a commitment. I mean, New
1: Orleans is a party city, though. You know, being open at three a.m. People need beignets at
2: three a.m. Yes, they do. You're right. Um, They have 221 employees, and their revenue is estimated at 47 million dollars a year.
0: Whoa! I want to open up a cafe shop do you a cafe and coffee shop in new orleans okay and compete and i would just try and be close so that when hubert decides to sell i'll be the guy that runs across the street <laughs> okay. and's like i'll take it <laughs> that'd be me that's why i want it okay just so i can be close
2: <laughs> yeah all right you can't afford it do you want to know who roasts the coffee I oh do. yeah that's what we've been wondering i googled every
1: <gasps> wait
0: no it's not
1: hang on a second is it a well-known brand
2: Okay, Are go on. you gonna ask me if Folgers gross? Yes. Because I was so scared that I would find that out.
1: Somebody had just told me that Folgers Eric maybe on our facebook oh, yes, group yes yes so how we have, many shout
2: outs is that guy getting in i know episode? you know what
1: because we love him he's gonna have to come on <laughs> anyway so in our facebook group somebody commented that bolgers is going punk rock and when i started reading the article i was talking about how they're huge in new orleans that's like where they're from which was a total surprise to me and so i hope you're not about to tell me folgers
2: <sighs> it was not Yeah: oh, <laughs>
1: thank goodness okay
2: so I googled every term I could think of to try to get to a page of a coffee roaster that was willing to admit that they were roasting Cafe coffee. Why wouldn't Dumont they want coffee? to admit? I don't know. Okay. I don't know why Cafe Human doesn't want to talk about it. I don't know why a are roaster not Are we sure they're want not
0: want roasting their own? It.
2: They are not roasting their own. Okay. This is so weird. Okay. I couldn't get anywhere. I looked at Google Maps. I looked at every coffee roaster in New Orleans and I started looking at images of their facility oh my to God. see if they were like Big enough to handle this level of production. Can we just
1: say, this is some serious Sherlock shit right now.
2: I spent hours. I really thought that I could figure it out, and I could not do it. This is a real commitment. I couldn't think of anything else to do. But then I imagined that look on your face, Marcus. What would happen (laughs) if I came in here without the answer? Last-ditch effort, I called Cafe DuMont. Oh, shit. And I said, is there any way that you could tell me (laughs) And she was like, oh, yeah, it's the Riley coffee plant right up the road. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why do I- I'm never researching again. I'm just going to call the coffee company from now on and just be like, tell me about yourself. Great. You know what?
1: I think that's what a real journalist would do. Yeah.
0: You'd be like, I'm doing it, an- I'm a big time podcaster. And I'm doing a piece on you. You're so lucky. Do you have a comment? Now, dish, (laughs) give me the tea.
2: (laughs) That is so funny. Do we know anything about the Riley Foods Company? let me talk to you about the Riley Foods Company. It was started by William B. Riley. He started out as a grocery clerk in the 1870s. Then he decided to get into distribution. It was 1902 when he moved to New Orleans, and that's when he started roasting coffee. Um, The Louisiana coffee and tea company have you heard of louisian mm-hmm. they're a huge iced tea brand in the south can i show you a picture of a Louisiane coffee delivery truck from 1906 yeah yeah
0: man you are finding these cute oh trucks my God. aren't you
2: i don't, look at this i'm not into cars at all but something about like an old-timey delivery truck this is for so some crazy all right this is
1: definitely gonna have to go on the instagrams uh, wow
2: Um, So New Orleans, Louisiana Coffee and Tea is when he was roasting and grinding. It was 1919 when he made it the Riley Coffee Company. In the first half of the 20th century, it was coffee and tea. They weren't doing anything else. In 1932, they developed an iced tea blend, Louisiana, which is their cornerstone product and is still today the number two selling iced tea brand Hmm. in the country, I presume, behind Lipton. So it's popular in the South or wherever. Much, so did much. you
1: guys know, you people who drink this tea, that it is the same people who roast Café du Monde?
2: The second half of the 20th century was all about acquisitions for this company, um, starting with the JFG Coffee Company. And then in 1968, they purchased CDM from a company called Blue Plate Foods. Help me unravel this. Okay. There are three types of coffee roasted by the Riley Food Company. One of them is Café du Monde. Obviously, Café du Monde the company is paying the Riley Coffee Company to roast and grind and package their coffee. You can only buy Café du Monde coffee on Café du Monde's website, not on Riley Food Company's okay. website. Yeah. So right.
1: it's like they are legit 100% just toll roasting right. for them.
2: Yeah. Okay. The Riley Coffee Company is also making something called CDM coffee. Oh. And in the little logo under CDM, really big, mm-hmm. in the little logo, it says Cafe Dumont, really huh. small. Oh. Interesting. So, this coffee is for sale on the Riley Food Company website and is apparently identical to Cafe Dumont coffee. Mm-hmm. So, Riley Food Company is paying Cafe Dumont for the recipe so that they can put out their own version. Of Café du Monde coffee.
1: Okay, so my guess is that the Café du Monde and the brand and the look and all of that is probably really closely held and controlled by the
2: Café du Monde company. You know, what's funny is I was reading the customer reviews for CDM coffee. Yeah. And a lot of them were saying that real New Orleans people buy CDM because Café du Monde is for the tourists. Yeah. And CDM is like a dollar cheaper. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm (laughs) sure. I'm sure. (laughs) There you go. Now, Riley Food Company also makes a French Market coffee that is a chicory coffee blend. I presume also Arabica Robusta. If it doesn't say 100% Arabica, I'm assuming there's Robusta in it. I mean, that's probably it's why probably they differentiate. It's probably the
0: same, literally the same coffee, just in three different. Cans, yeah, that's packages, what I
1: would so guess too. Yeah,
2: right? isn't that funny? So uh-huh. you can buy CDM and French Market at Riley Food Company, and hmm. you can buy Cafe du Monde from Cafe du Monde. Oh,
1: hey, I wonder if that's why it's not widely advertised. Because mm. maybe they're trying to keep that little bit of distance between the two of them. You're not going to make up like 17 different roasts for people. It's a lot of times going to be similar roasts, but in different packaging. Mm. Or the same roast,
2: but in different packaging. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you how big the company is. Uh, 650 employees. Hmm. Five million pounds of coffee. Holy shit! That's a lot of, Went of coffee. That's a lot their, of coffee. In 2020, wow, that was their number. Huge. That's a lot of coffee. Revenue is estimated at 220 million dollars a year. Oh, wow. dang! Can I tell you the names of all of the presidents of the company, starting with William B. Riley? Okay. <laughs> William B. Riley Jr. William B. Riley III. <laughs> William B. Riley IV. <laughs> Currently, William B. Riley V is being groomed to take over the presidency. Oh my gosh. Oh, God.
0: So I hope the next one is, like, Bob. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Thank you for all of your hard work so we could find out about The Riley Company, too.
0: Shall we brew some coffee? Yes.
1: Okay, I'm ready.
0: Modest Coffee roasts the highest quality, single-origin coffees without the snobbery. They take the guesswork out of buying specialty coffee by carefully curating green coffees and sorting them to one of their tiers, based on cupping score, price, flavor notes, and roast level. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Pip pip cheerio! All
1: right, All let right. me go ahead and get this started. So here we are, we're brewing the coffee. <laughs> we have some poonchkis that Steph brought for us today. It's a, it's a Chicago local tradition, I can't wait to eat them. If you've never heard of a poonchki, email us and tell us if you know how it's spelled. Because punchees have a crazy spelling. Should we
0: try and say punchee phonetically as it's spelled? Okay. Would that give people.
1: I would say it, pack z. Yeah, you got to
2: get two k sounds in there around the z. Here you do it, Steph. <laughs> Punschki or panchki is the actual correct I thought pronunciation. Was, Which one? Marcus, you said you were Polish.
0: Yeah, I would have to say the pan, the pa the ah uh sound. That panchki, sounds more
2: panchki. like I'd like say, a Chicago
0: Polish. Like, oh. hey, panchki. Right, we
2: don't want Polish pronunciation. We <laughs> right. want Chicago Polish.
0: Right. Yeah. So that would be my guess. Just just based on what I know about Chicago I phonetics.
1: Thought, so I just opened up this Café du Monde, knowing <laughs> it's a can, <laughs> thinking it had one of those peel-offs, I need a can opener for this. I mean, this is like legit old fashioned. So I guess I'm going to go grab a can opener, which is an exciting utensil. I did not know I was going to need this episode.
2: So fresh in there, right? It's going to be so fresh. You think?
0: I think so. <laughs> I <laughs> do. I think it's going to be protected from the oxygen, and it's going to be fresh for the first brew, and then it's just going to de- degrade like rapidly.
1: All <laughs> right. I'll be RB. Um So this coffee, when I opened it, when I it did have like a rush of air. So I don't know if there mm. was air inside. Maybe off-gassing, perhaps?
0: If it was done, when it hadn't off-gassed completely, it would pressurize that can a little bit. So when you punctured yeah. it, it should have made a little it seeping did. noise. It went... P- Yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> does not smell great. Yeah, no, I agree with your smell assessment.
0: It does take me back, though. I really <laughs> like the way it smells. Like, this brings me to the cafe, mm-hmm. and it's warm. And, and the sun I is shining mind.
1: on us, and we're there in February, mm-hmm. and it's freezing fucking cold in chicago. I love this coffee already. Yeah, there's a lot. I don't
0: need to, I don't need to drink We're it. all in t-shirts.
2: <laughs> I was trying to remember when I was there. I knew it was before Katrina, and then I realized Katrina it was like 2005 or something. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I was sure that I would make it back by now. I remember finishing my cup of coffee at Cafe du Monde and thinking I will be back here.
0: I had the same feeling. We
2: should go. Yeah, I'm really excited
1: about our bonus episode where we're gonna fry up some homemade beignets. That'll be great. But speaking of sweets and powdered sugar, are we gonna try these punch keys or what?
0: Uh, I can't wait to dive in. Can they you, smell so good. Can I have a
2: plate, Marcus? Has been growling. I've been
1: waiting for these the entire episode. Unfortunately, these are not made by our local grocery store. Priscos makes their own punch keys. For this time of year, and they're only available for like a week, and they are so good. I
2: don't think they're available for a week. I think it's two days. Wow. And I know that's how Harner's, another local bakery, is as well. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why, because they make a million dollars on Fat Tuesday.
1: That's probably why they make a million dollars, though, is because it's like... Everybody's like, I can only get these today. I have to go get them. I just
2: feel like they could spread it out over a week so I could eat a few more of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: So basically, a key is just a
2: donut. The difference between a key and a donut is...
0: Oh my God, you've got notes? I do. And this? this is great. I, I know. Just,
2: I have a very small number of notes. I'm so
0: glad that you punchki's. researched this too. It's great.
2: <laughs> you know what I should say first? I was visiting my parents yesterday, and my mom said, you know what's coming up? And I said, Mardi Gras. And she said, No. And I said Fat Tuesday, and she said no. And I said Punschki Day, and she's like, Yeah, (laughs) I'm so excited! We're going to this bakery. Like that is so Chicago. Like Mardi Gras isn't really a thing. It is Punschki Day. Um, So Punschkis are associated with Fat Tuesday the same way Mardi Gras is associated with Fat Tuesday. It's the last day before Lent. Let's fucking party it up before we get all religious or whatever.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what happens
2: on Ash Wednesday. It's just the end of the fun. I don't know. I mean, I know that It's funny because
0: we have a dip in coffee sales every year for Lent. Really? People give up coffee. I don't believe Marcus. It is fucking... is true. All the coffee roasters that I talk to, same time. And it's like right after Easter. That's when coffee sales pick up again.
2: I think people enjoy giving up something... For Lent. I think that's one of those things, that a tradition that is held on to that's not necessarily even associated with religion. It's almost like a, a New Year's resolution or something. Yeah. People yeah. like an excuse to try to be a little bit healthier or whatever.
0: Give up candy. Give up alcohol. But don't give up coffee this oh, year. Oh, gosh. Please.
2: Just don't Keep ever give it, it up. It. In fact, buy double. Um, Punchkis have been around in Poland since the Middle Ages. The traditional fillings... Are plum jam and wild rose petal jam. I'll stick with strawberry. Do you know what the word "punchki" means?
1: I'm definitely thinking like a a pooch, like
2: on my belly. <laughs> oh, well, it means belly
0: pooch, a pouch.
2: That is actually not inaccurate. <laughs> it means anything round, bulging, or about to burst. <laughs>
0: Yeah, It does remind me of a dirty street in New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. To...
1: There's nothing dirty about New Orleans. Oh, those streets are <laughs> filthy.
0: Joking. Oh, my God.
2: Um, so, Steph, you told us that the coffee needs to be filled half milk. So, at Café du Monde, they serve it black or Café LA. Café LA is 50% warm milk and 50% coffee.
1: All right. So, we have now milk. We have mugs. We have coffee. Are we ready? i ready. Jump in. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go...
0: Got to start black.
2: Do we start black? Yeah. I think, think we need to start black. Yeah, okay. we got to follow yeah. the rules. Right. Yeah, we didn't talk about our rules. Normally, we start with black coffee, and then if we need to, we add cream and sugar. And then if we need to, we add whiskey and whipped cream to get to a point where we can give the coffee a not bad review. Um, today, we're going to be adding hot milk because that is the Café Jumon tradition. And and then we'll see about the whiskey. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is uh, so dark, dark and AF. so thick. Mm-hmm. When I
2: swirl it around in my cup, it just like clings to the side of the cup. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh. like a thick wine. I don't know about this. And it, it takes a while to dribble back down. You can't see through it at all. No. no.
0: Who's going to go first?
2: Steph, Steph. I can't wait to go, but I it's just hot.
0: Oh, it's the smell steam is your glasses. not great. The yeah. smell is really
2: not Ooh. awesome. Oof. This
1: is, um, you know what, it, what this smell reminds me of is... A Civil War
2: battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> I started mm. to
1: bring it up to my mouth. And it was like that smell of chicory, I think, is what I'm smelling. What am I... I can't, I'm trying to put my finger on
0: it. It's like sharp and kind of bitter.
2: Sharp is a good word because it is bitter, but it's not bitter in the same way that some of our previous dark roast coffees have been. There's definitely something else going on there.
1: Or like a pipe tobacco almost. That's what I think it is. It's my grandpa's pipe tobacco pipes.
0: Burley is the type of tobacco that's got this kind of aromatic smell to it.
2: The more I drink, the less I'm bothered by it.
0: Yeah, like it's got a decently smooth finish. It's not like it sticks with you like like it coats the cup.
1: Okay, so I took the tiniest sip. The tiniest sip was um, enough for me. Try a couple more sips. It'll get better. You know, I would like to try it French style. Now it just tastes like more milk, but much better, much more palatable. Cone leche, no, ale.
0: Cafe ale.
2: It is funny how much milk you have to pour in to get it to look like a creamy coffee color. Mm -hmm.
1: I wonder, too, what their brew ratio is, because I use what we always do. I used a 16 to one brew ratio, and I wonder if it, with it being chicory and being robusta, my thought is that maybe it should be more water than what I used, because those are stronger coffee, stronger flavors. I think I, I used don't know. too much water. I feel
0: like this tastes very similar to what I would get down there. I you like did a good job.
1: When you add the milk, it smooths out all the bitterness. And this is a drink I could drink.
0: Like, for real, this is about as good as it gets.
1: It is so good. Yeah, so much better with milk. But
0: it tastes like I'm there. This must be the coffee that they serve. I think it is. I appreciate the fact that they have gone through great lengths to protect the coffee that they serve (laughs) and sell.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so I don't think I'm even going to add sugar or anything to it. I'm fine with half
2: milk, half coffee, for sure. Yeah, it's delicious. I'm really happy.
0: Now I just want a beignet.
2: (laughs) Shall we make some beignets?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do want to see what it tastes like with a little bit of whiskey. But by the same time, like, we are looking for a proper whiskey sponsor. So if they do sponsor us, we should try whiskey every, every episode. But I would be happy happens, to do that. Right, exactly. For our sponsor. Right.
2: But so they're not sponsoring us yet.
0: This segment is brought to you by our whiskey sponsor.
1: <laughs> and that's just, a, that's just a hold-in for when we have a whiskey sponsor. So we're already holding your place, future whiskey sponsor. Right. Just... Send us an email at helloandnobadreviewspodcast.com if you're interested in being our whiskey sponsor. (laughs) It's easy. All you have to do is send us a bottle of whiskey.
0: No, a check. Oh, Marcus says
1: you also have to send us a
2: check. What, how do whiskey and milk go together? Uh, that's a good question. That sounds gross.
0: No, I think that that's a thing that used to be uh, like milk punch is like a is thing. Is that with whiskey? Yeah. I knew that
2: was a thing, but I didn't know what the liquor was in it.
0: I'm just going ever so slight with the whiskey. I'm not I'm not overdoing it like the last one.
2: <laughs> we needed it the last time.
0: It's it. It's not as good. No. Whiskey no, it was does not, made not for make whiskey. it better. Hmm. Which is odd, though, because this is so dark.
1: Well, oh, who do we think good. this is for? This one specifically, I would say, is for somebody trying to recreate their vacation experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this is marketed to be. If you're a real trickery coffee drinker, you got to go get the CDM.
2: <laughs>
1: that's right. If they see this in your cabinet, they're going to know you're a poser.
0: <laughs> Tourist. You want to be, yeah. I think this coffee is for the Civil War reenactor who's <laughs> having a really tough time getting his coffee fixed.
2: Um, yeah, I think this coffee is, for anyone who enjoys a dark roast with cream, give it a try. It's tasty and affordable.
0: Oh, really? How yeah. much was it?
2: Uh, I think it's like $7, 6 yeah, or $7 like a 10. can.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and
2: the CDM is even cheaper.
0: Jeez. Just giving the coffee away.
2: <laughs> well, they're giving the chicory away. <laughs> yeah. Charging for that little bit of coffee. Can your award-winning palate detect the country of origin of either of the <laughs> coffees in your cup right now? After it's been mixed with
1: milk and whiskey.
0: Yep, for sure it's coming from Cambodia.
1: Marcus is, <laughs> your look is so serious, I believe you. Marcus is 100% making shit up. They don't
0: grow coffee in Cambodia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, so this was awesome. Steph, once again, killed it with your research. Aww. And I mean, I feel like you really went above and beyond this time, for sure. I, I mean, was so desperate to find out. Anytime like legitimately you're legitimately
0: like, a journalist now. I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, I was thinking more like an FBI agent, but <laughs> <laughs> journalist works. And uh, you did great. Thank you for putting in the extra effort and sifting through.
0: And calling fucking Café du <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. Should have done that in the first I place. Know. I that know. probably would have been easier. But for effort <laughs> whatever. Um, so anyways, if you... Want to send us an email, you can reach out to us at hello at no podcast.com. Like we said before, merch store open. That is at our website, which is no podcast.com. Find us on social media at no reviews pod. And
0: make sure that you like, share, and subscribe and please tell your friends still.
1: Please tell people about us. That would be awesome. You know, we have so much fun doing this, and I know that all of you are enjoying it so much. And so if we could keep this podcast growing, that would be awesome.
0: Hey, Jenny, turns out we're huge in Belgium.
1: Huge in Belgium.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's like Belgium,
1: red. we see you. Yeah. We see you. We know you're there in Brussels.
0: <laughs> and thank you so much. Thank you. And we're glad that you uh, like what we're doing.
1: I mean, yeah. Also, last thing, you can hit us up on Patreon at patreon.com slash pod and we would love to take your suggestions so if you see a coffee out in the wild take a picture and tag us on social media uh we will add it to our list our growing list of coffees to try so or if you have an interesting idea just send us an email and that's it stuff happy mardi gras everybody!
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy.